Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Welcome back to the opening drive. Joined by Brooke Grimsley, I'm Kerry Davis, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to speak with the voice of the blues for Valley Sports Midwest, our good friend John Kelly. JK, how are you doing today? I'm good, Kerry. How are you guys today? We're doing well. John, I wanted to ask you a question. The uh, Coyotes game the other day is played in, in a smaller arena. Can you just tell me what that atmosphere is like? I heard you and Panger talking about where you all were sitting at in comparison to where you normally sit. Uh, what was that environment like in that in that arena? What is that environment like? Well, it, to me, it's like a you know a, a small college rink or a small rink that that I announced in, in the American Hockey League. It seats about forty six hundred fans. Um, there are, are a couple of suites up on the upper level, uh, but basically it's just 13 rows of, of regular seats um, in, in the only bowl in, in the arena. So it's uh, very intimate, obviously, and um, a good atmosphere. And from a broadcaster perspective, Kerry, it's great to, to call a game from, you know, 14 rows off the ice. So um, even though it's not a long-term solution for the Coyotes, quite obviously, um, for the short term, it's it's fun to go there and call games, no question. JK, you know, we're trying to look for some bright spots as the season continues right now. And I know you and I have talked about Jordan Bennington before and his performance this season. I think when you look statistically at how he's done this season, you'd say, wow, this is, this is pretty bad, especially the other night giving up six goals on 27 shots. But really, if you're watching the game, you know – a lot of those are not on him. How do you think his performance has been this season, especially compared to last year? Well, last year was a different kind of year for, for Jordan. You know, he got off to a good start like the team did, and then for whatever reason, he had a slump midway through the year. And it wasn't just, a, you know, a week or two. He really couldn't find his game for, for almost about, you know, six weeks or so. And then he did play well the last three or four weeks of the season, and obviously – um, came in in the Minnesota series and played well. So I think this year he's been a lot more consistent. Um, you know, his bad games are few and far between. And quite honestly, he's been under siege all season long. This team just does not, for whatever reason, defend very well. And the other night's an example. Brooke, you mentioned that Arizona scored six goals on 27 shots or so. Um, most of the goals were just grade eight chances that Bennington didn't have a chance on. And um, it's tough on goaltenders, obviously, when when you're facing those type of shots every night. But I think overall, generally, I think he's had a 
much more consistent season and perhaps a better season than he did a year ago. Hey, John, when you are talking about the the goal scored against the Blues, one of those goals against versus the Coyotes was the Clayton Heller goal. And if you take a snapshot right before the goal is made, you can see three of the Blues players, you know, hustling, but maybe not hustling back as hard as they need to to get back into the play. When those types of things are happening and you're the goaltender, how, how do you respond to that in, in a positive manner to keep going forward? Well, you know, Jordan's a team player and a, and a really competitive guy. And, you know, he knows his teammates are trying. Um, but I know the goal you're talking about. And and you're, you're right. You, you had two players racing up the ice and two of their top players. And basically it's a two-on-one break. And the other Blues players are, are sort of chasing the pack. So, you know, that's what I mean by not defending well is when you have top players on the ice, you've got to manage the puck properly and you can't give them on man breaks. Now, having said all of that, the blues had 42 shots the other night and they had, I think six or so breakaways and only scored the two goals by Butchnevich. So it it was probably, if if you're going to sit there and ask the coaching staff about the game and, you know, aside from the loss, probably a too wide open of a game um, where you, you almost trade chances. And that's not the kind of style the blues really want to get into. Um, but overall, they just didn't defend well enough. And that goal, as you mentioned, was a prime example. John, Pavel Buchnevich has been very impressive, especially coming back from the injured list as well. And he has his point streak going on right now, possibility of seven games straight continuing that. What do you think about his play? I mean, it seems like if there's a guy that you can point to that you can tell is really out there fighting, continuing to try to battle for wins, it's Pavel Buchnevich. Do you think that possibly by the end of the season he will lead the Blues in points? Because right now he's ahead of Robert Thomas and kind of knocking on the door of Jordan Cairo. Well, the way he's going, there's a good chance, Brooks. So, yeah, he's had a very good season. And I think the Blues down the stretch would like to see him play some center ice. They've used him at center ice a couple of games this season. As a matter of fact, I'm sure you're aware, he was drafted as a center iceman by the New York Rangers, but never played center as a Ranger. Um, but he sees the ice so well. Uh, you know, he scored two great goals the other night, as you said. Um, but really, to me, he always is a pass-first kind of guy and always has his head up trying to find his open teammates. So I, I think that down the stretch, the Blues could experiment with, with Pavel at center ice. We'll see where it goes. Uh, but as you said, he's got points now in, I think it's six straight games and is playing really well. And he's also battled an ankle infection all year. I assume that it's okay now, but he's missed considerable time, you know, battling that infection that really occurred in a game in a- against Anaheim back in, I think it was um, November. So, it was really a, a troublesome type of injury that lingered. He had, had to have a minor surgical procedure on it. Um, but obviously, he seems to be skating much better here in the last week or so. We're speaking with Voice of the Blues for Bally Sports Midwest, John Kelly. John, the style of play has transi- transitioned from what they were in 2019 to what they are right now. It's no longer you know heavy and, and direct. It's more of a speed game. Does this team and this style of play suit them, and, and can they win this way? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the way the game is going, Kerry. And, you know, the Blues, in the last couple of weeks, they've made the trades and things like that, and they've added guys that have skill and speed, like Jacob Brana and Kasperi Kapanen. So um, I don't think, though, that Blues fans should judge next year's team on, on this year's team right now because they've lost five players. 
And obviously, Verona and Kapitan both have term left on their contract. You know, Verona played pretty well the other night. He had six shots on goal, um, had a breakaway, and I thought was dangerous all night long. But, you know, can they win that way? Yeah, I mean, that's what the top teams do now. You don't see big, heavy teams anymore. It, it's, uh, you know, the league is trending more and more every year to speed and skill and things like that. Um, and, and obviously, Kapitan and Verona have that. So, um, but, you know, down the road, I think next year's team will look different. How different, I don't know. Um, but obviously, speed and skill will certainly be be a big part of it. You talk about Kapanen and, and Verona. What were your thoughts about the Berube going with the second unit on the power play after the first unit was struggling? You know, I think we were 0 for 4 at that point. Well, yeah, they, they really struggled. They were 0 for 6 for the night, and that was really the key to the game. Um, the Blues had that 5-on-3 for about a minute 25 or so and couldn't score a goal. So, uh, you know, the power play is, is in a real drought. They only have scored power play goals in one game in the last couple of weeks, and that was, ironically enough, against San Jose tonight's opponent. So, you know, anytime in a game that you don't get a power play goal or you lose a special teams battle, obviously it's a big disadvantage. And for whatever reason, the number one unit is not getting the job done. To me, they just pass it too much, quite honestly, and they don't get the puck to the net. So if you pass it around the outside and, and look for that perfect shot, oftentimes you don't get it, or when you do, the goaltender makes a save. So uh, I, I think that ideally you want to simplify things and get more bodies to the net and maybe get some ugly goals. Um, but right now, you know, the perimeter play is just not getting it done on the power play. John, as we also still kind of look ahead to next season, do you see the Blues possibly making any moves or moving some guys around, such as especially defensively with Tory Krug and Marco Scandella? Do you foresee them still being with the team next season? Well, that's a hard one, Brooke. I mean, there were some rumblings and rumors um, before the deadline that the Blues were looking to move one of their defensemen with term on the contract. And in Pareko's name came up a lot as did Tory Krug. So, you know, is that true? Was it true? I don't know. Um, usually there's, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, they say, right? Um, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, I think the Blues need to, to mix something up on the back end and be a better defending team. I talk about this all the time, but it's, it's so glaring to me that they just don't defend well. And it's not only the defensemen. Um, I'm not just blaming the six or seven defensemen, but, you know, maybe it's, it is time to, to, to shake something up and, and, and you know, make, make an ad back there. Um, but who specifically would it be? I don't think even if Doug Armstrong said, well, I'm going to trade one guy right now, he would know because obviously you're not going to make trades right now. But it, it wouldn't shock me if they were to mix things up on the back end a little bit. But having said all that, you know, t- players with term on their contract are tougher to move, obviously, than players with with not as much term. So we'll see what happens in the summer, but it wouldn't shock me if if something did happen. The Blues take on the San Jose Sharks tonight at Enterprise Center. Puck drops at 7 p.m. pregame at 6. John, we'll be listening. We'll be watching. Good luck tonight, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, Kerry. Thank you. Thanks, Brooke. Thank you. That was was John Kelly joining us.